the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. My name is Danny Smith, and I'm alongside Ben South, and we are so glad that you're joining us today for Chair 2 Leaders. Ben, how's it going there in the great state of Arkansas? Things in Arkansas are wonderful and warm. Yeah, I can imagine that they are. We're actually going to be visiting here in a couple of weeks to see family before school starts. And uh, yeah, I'm going to miss our no humidity 75, 80 degree days. Let me back up. It was pretty warm last week. It got up to 90. Um, So yeah, it was just awful. And uh, yeah, I saw this uh, really, you know, funny uh, social media post and it's uh, the picture of Val Kilmer from uh, the Western. Oh my goodness. I just totally drew a blank tombstone. Thank you. And uh, it's the end where he's sweaty because he's sick. And this is what people in the South look like on Sunday mornings, basically, is uh, kind of the the joke of the meme. So I thought that was I thought about you guys because it is warm and it's middle of the summer. And, you know, this is a great time of the year to not only stay inside where it's a little bit cooler. um, Maybe it's a great time of the year to take a look at your office space and think about what do I need in my office? Ben, we have a mutual friend uh, that has eliminated most all physical copies of books and has went completely digital. But then Ben, as I watch this recording, I see behind you stacks of books. So let's talk about our office today. Lots of different different approaches to the old church office. And maybe some guys will listen to this. Maybe they office at home. Maybe they have a space at the church. Literally the first office I ever had as a church staff member was a converted broom closet. So let's talk about that officing today. Yeah, let's let's do that. Sounds like fun. You know, I am you look you said the you see the books behind me. Uh yeah, I my office is full of books. I have stacks of books in my window, on my bookshelves. I have a little I have a closet in my office that's actually full of books as well. So I I tend to stack those. But you know, the office is more than just a place you go and sit. Um, it, it really can be used as a ministry tool, but I think sometimes we let them get overwhelming to us and we get them to a point where they're not usable. And I think depending on the role you serve in will will somewhat dictate what kind of office and you've got. So maybe a, a couple things I would say just to start us off is your office needs to be uh, usable. You need the things there that you need to do ministry, whether it's your computer, your books, your resources, uh, your supplies that you may need. It needs to be usable for for study, for prep, for for the things that you need to do to accomplish your ministry. So someone who's in worship ministry is going to be a little bit different than someone who's in student ministry. You know, when I was in children's ministry, it was very common for my office to be full of supplies for the next upcoming kids ministry event and coming up to Bible school. It was always full of Bible school stuff. Uh, now in my office, you'll find that I today I have mission trip stuff stacked in a corner for a team we're taking later. Just things that are coming in the line of what you're doing in ministry. So it, it needs to be usable. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when you think about what that office is for, 
um, for most folks uh, over the years of having an office at the church, um, there certainly is this understanding that, yes, this is my office, but really it's the church's office. I mean, they they provide that space for you, and there's got to be something usable about it in terms of not only just the stuff you have in it, um, but usable even to meet with people, have meetings in there. Sometimes that's the only place you can get in. Um, I know over the years we've had leadership team meetings in the office, and so that made me keep it clean. We could talk about cleanliness here in a minute, but uh, yeah, I think that usable is a great, great idea that make it work for what ministry God's giving you there. It's okay to have stacks of, you know, chips ready for camp, you know, like you're talking about, but yeah, making it usable is saying, hey, this is a functional space that it's not just a private sanctuary oasis for me. This is a place where work is happening. And, you know, you go to any office uh, building in town and you're going to find very usable workspace. And so making it that I think is going to uh, really help your church understand that you are working. And it just it just gives that understanding that that you're um, you're actively engaging weekly in the ministry that God's called you to, you know, Ben, I've seen offices before where you can hardly get into the office because there's so much stuff. So kind of dovetailing with that usability, how does the usability go alongside approachability with that? And that's, that's a good point because I've seen people know people who you just feel overwhelmed going in there because there's stacks of, things around. I remember when I was in seminary, I went to one of my professor's office and there were just books stacked everywhere. There were files upon files upon files and on the bookshelves, even above all the books were files stuck here and there. And it was almost overwhelming even to go in the office. So, you know, if you got it too full, too just piled up, it becomes a point when people are going to be uncomfortable to be in there. You don't know if they're going to get swallowed up in a, a stack of books or files. So I, I think there comes a point when you have to keep it presentable and usable. And I think it's a challenge in ministry sometimes because you've got so many different things coming at you that you're working on simultaneously. You're working on the sermon prep or the lesson for this weekend. You're also working on the event that's coming up and also the bulletin's gotta be out. And you've got all these different things that you're kind of juggling every week that you need quick access to. So sometimes it becomes a challenge to to keep everything cleared in place and, and put away if you're not extremely diligent about it. And that's that's one way where I see the moving and shifting toward digital has helped with that because it, even if it is cluttered on your desktop in the computer it's still a little bit more presentable everywhere else so I think you're gonna have to be careful just to make sure that the office is is usable and it's approachable where people are okay I, I can come in here and talk have a conversation counsel um, you don't want to have to always have to do a, a rat last-minute rapid clean before a counseling sessions coming in you need to be able to to do that you know I, if you look at my desk right now I've got a few stacks of different things that I'm working on projects or books or that but if I needed to I could clear it off and put it all away within a minute so you need to have a plan and a way to do that so make it yeah usable make it approachable now I have a question about your office and maybe other offices what do you think about like gadgets trinkets toys those kind of things so I see some people's offices and it's like they have some books but you can't see the books for all the toys and paraphernalia or souvenir type stuff they've got in front 
of their books are covering their shelves, or maybe they have more of that than they have books. Um, and I have my fair share of that in my office. But what are, what are your thoughts on those kind of things in your office? Well, you know, and I think a part of that usability and approachability, there's got to be a little personality to it that people kind of see, oh, this guy is a, like if you come to my office, and my, mine's a home office right now. So if you come to my office right now, you're going to see really outside of the, the ministry stuff. And some of this, I have to say, my wife and I share an office. So that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. So counseling and sharing an office with your spouse. So um, I, I think it's important to have some personality in your office to let people know this guy is a fan of this team or this guy enjoys collecting uh, or having these things. But again, uh, I think there's a commercial uh, where a guy collects these uh, toy figures. Um, it may be a credit card commercial because the guy starts talking to him through and, you know, it's just tons of toys and stuff. Yeah. Again, I think some common sense goes into it that says, hey, can my personality be in my office without, again, it being overwhelming? So I think one of the best things that that I've seen over the years is to have either a, a spouse walk through your office and go, that's too many toys, right? Um, you're going to come across as a big goofball. You're going to come across, uh, nobody's going to want to go in there and counsel while you've got Avenger figures everywhere in there. So again, nothing wrong with those things. A little personality is good. Um, I had a lady in my church, uh, not far from you when we were pastoring there, and she was a tremendous designer and decorator. And about once a year, I'd have her come in my office be like, hey, I'm trying to reset, trying to get ready for fall, trying to, you know, maybe get ready for the new year. Um, how does this look in here? And she could kind of go, well, you know, the big, you know, Georgia Bulldog football flag that's hanging gaudily in the corner. Maybe we can move that to your garage. You know, this is not the place for a Dale Jr. sign to be, you know, draped over the, you know, over the window. And if you're a Dale Jr. fan, I don't know NASCAR. That's the only name I really know. So that's why I roll with it. But I think having personality is good. But I think you just got to have some input there to go, is this too much? Because, I, again, life's too short to be too serious about stuff. But what we do is very serious. So we don't want to uh, for people to go, I can't go talk to Ben or I can't go talk to Danny because he's, they're just a goofball and they're not going to listen. They're going to want to sit there and play with a fidget spinner the whole time and, and not pay attention. So, yeah, I, again, I think some of this is just have a second set of eyes that can come in there and look at that for you. Um, don't make it, you know, I mean, again, we'll talk about cleanliness here in a minute because you talked about kind of a fast cleanup. Um, it's one thing to have stacks of stuff to move out of the way kind of quickly. It's another thing to have crumbs from last week's sandwich and, you know, uh, uh, rings from the cups that you just hastily set down. There's just, that usability, approachability, that personality that you want because people need to know you're, hey man, he's a real person. I get it. Sometimes there's a subway package in the uh, uh, in the trash can. We're not asking you to be, you know, absolutely immaculate, but what we are asking is, can I walk into this office to say, hey, here's what I need to talk about. Here's what I'm struggling with. So yeah, I, I think have some personality. I'm looking back behind mine. So I have a couple of things that I collect over the years. Some of it is memorabilia from um, different sporting things, but I'm also a big Andy Griffith fan. So I try to balance those two things out. Um, I've got some pictures of mission trips over the years. So 
I think people need to see that. I think that's good. Just again, don't overwhelm them. Have somebody come back and look through it and just say, you know, you don't need the life size Barney five, you know, in the office when people walk in. So, yeah, I think that making it personal is is a good thing. I look back at my office and I look around when when I was serving in children's ministry, my office looked a little different than it does now that I'm more in an adult ministry, working with adults in ministry more. Uh, when I was in children's ministry, I had a little, you know, one of those bubble air tank, uh, fish tank things that had the plastic fish that was in it. It's like, okay, that's it's kind of a light. It looks good, cool. The kids like it. I got rid of that at one point. Um, when I was in children's ministry, I also had, I collect M&M dispensers. And so I had them kind of all around the office, kind of like little toy displays that I could talk about with the kids. Well, my wife came in when I moved. She said, you're not children's minister anymore. You need to move those. She said, put them up on top like it's a collection and leave them alone. So we, we had to do some, some shifting around. It, some of it depends on your role, what you need your office to look like. Our children's minister, he has uh, a lot of the toy type things around because he uses them as conversation starters with kids or opportunities to just kind of build um, rapport with them as they're counseling or talking. And so I think that goes into it. But yeah, it's not just your own display center. I mean, it's an office. It needs to look, sure, show your personality. And I think things like family portraits are absolutely appropriate. Share those parts. Mementos or remembrances from mission trips things that are ministry-related, gifts from members. Those things are appropriate that are in there that have a story that you can tell about and that have a ministry purpose, I think, is, is good uh, for that. So I have, you know, if you look around my office, I've got a few things. Um, around. I've got a painting that a friend of mine painted from one of our mission trips on the wall. I've got some hats from the different places around the world that we've done. I have a, a place where flags from every nation we've taken teams are hanging. And, and so I've got some different things like that. And then I have some personal effects as well that my wife says just can't stay at the house anymore. So That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes your spouse does the walk through and says, you know what would look great right here is that from the house. And so and as you say that, something that kind of popped into my mind, probably something to avoid personality-wise, you may be a political person, but maybe it's not the place to hang your, you know, whatever whatever side you vote for, their latest election, uh, you know, flag or, or T-shirt, you know, type thing. It, you know, stuff like that might be better for your home office, might be better for the man cave downstairs or whatever it may be. So, yeah, sometimes I think, we have to be very careful to not put uh, something that's going to be a stumbling block in. You know, if you're a big Dungeons and Dragons fan, maybe not the place to hang your D&D stuff, you know. And um, again, I'm, I have to stop there because that's all I know. I know Dungeons and Dragons exist, but it's kind of like the Dale Jr. sign. I don't know anything else about it. And so, but again, there's there's that aspect that says when people walk in, they can see my personality. They can know I have a life outside this place. But again, it's not the man cave where you can hang up the Coors Light sign that your dad gave you or the whatever. See, you know, I mean, I don't think you would do that. And in ministry, you probably shouldn't hang the Coors Light sign I, even at home, absolutely. I would say. That's um, right. <laughs> but, you know, again, there's a reason McDonald's and other places have, you know, caution, this is hot because somebody somewhere has brought the Coors Light sign in and uh, just not good. Just don't do it. So. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it is a place to show your personality, but it's not, you don't need to show everything about your personality there. There are some things that just don't belong there. If you want them in your garage at home, that's fine. If you, I, I collect political uh, signs, like yard signs. 
I don't hang them in my office here at church. I hang them in my garage at home. I, I collect old political buttons, and I collect those from both parties. I have it here at the office, but it's not displayed. You'd have to ask me to see right. it. So um, it's in the closet. So <laughs> you've got some yeah, of those things. absolutely. You just don't broadcast, and it's not bad either way. You just need to be wise in how you do it and, and uh, so that anyone feels comfortable coming in, and it's not going to broadcast something that's really going to cause division yeah. or isolate somebody in your office as well. And maybe part of that too, just kind of as a continuation, um, maybe not have stuff in your office that, because again, this is a, this is a public building, right? There, there's people coming in through all uh, public, not, not like city hall, but Sundays you got a lot of people walking through. Now, Ben, I know maybe, I, I don't know how it is at central, but, but let's think of our smaller church settings. I know, um, you can't always isolate your office area from the rest of the church. You know, there's not an office wing or there's not a hallway that you can lock. And so, you know, if you have something in your office that you're like, man, I really, you know, don't want this to go missing. Um, maybe just kind of think through that as well. You know, maybe if you have a, a family heirloom and, and you want to display it, maybe home's the better place to display that. So again, some of that's common sense. Some of you guys might be listening and going, well, duh, but Again, the personality that can come through, just don't make it a man cave where you can just display anything and everything. Let your personality show through, but let it be a very approachable, usable space. And, and so, Ben, that kind of brings me to a point. I had a boss one time. There, there's two points I want to make real quickly. So I had a, a pastor I worked for one time. He kept nothing on his desk, desk except what he was working on. So you could walk in his office. He was a very neat and clean person anyway kind of a minimal, minimalist before that was a really, you know, a thing. But he would even take his phone, his uh, desk phone, and put it in a drawer. So that way, when he was working, it was only what he was working on. I've got to imagine in the day and age of the tablet now that this is just a dream come true for this guy. But at that time, you know, it was still pen and paper. That was always something that even though I don't do that, I have taken that where I've tried to keep my desk as minimal as possible over the years because that really stood out to me that it really forced me to work on uh, what I needed to work on at that moment. So usability, approachability, personality, but now kind of think functional. How can we make it the most functional office to get work done? Yeah, and you need to do it what works for you. Because I tend to be a paper and pen person, so I have paper and pen and that kind of stuff. I think through that that way. And so I think as it functions, you need to learn what makes you more effective in your work. Because I know when my desk is clear, my mind is more clear. When it's cluttered and stacked, it, it makes it harder to focus on what's going on. So I think there is some, a lot of truth to that, keeping things clear and focused and um, just make sure that your office is a place that is usable for people to come in, that it's that's its intended purpose, is a place of ministry, of study, not a displace. It's not for your display. It's not a museum. Um, some of those kind of things are fine, but make sure the primary purposes of ministry, of study, of counseling, and those kind of things aren't going to be hindered by the things you have or the way you've kept your office. Yeah, no, I agree. That functionality, you, you got to go with your personality and work on it. But I think part of that is the cleanliness aspect of it. So I had another, this was a secular job where when it was time for our lunch break, our boss was like, you do not eat in your office. 
Um, you go to the break room, you go, uh, you know, to your car, whatever. But he's like, you don't eat in your office for two reasons. One, he said, even if you can wipe up all the crumbs, you still have the smell uh, of that sandwich, that hamburger, that whatever it is. So for him, it was a big thing because he's like, hey, this can make people sick when they can walk in. It might just, you know, be a nuisance. Yeah, there's so, nothing like the smell of onions from a Subway sandwich when you're walking down the hall. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's it's kind of like other smells, right? You know, the maybe the smoke break or whatever. You, there's just not amount of cologne and spray. Everybody's going to like, yeah, you had onions for lunch. So you just... Um, Definitely have to think about that because you mentioned like if somebody walks in and, and listen, there are times, right? There's times we've all had to throw down a sandwich real quickly or a bag of chips um, because it's just a busy day. So we get it. There are times. But unfortunately, sometimes there's that laziness where we just don't clean up. Or if I know that the janitor doesn't come to my office um, except on Thursdays then I'm probably not going to throw an old egg salad sandwich into the trash can on Monday. I know while we're eating egg salad, I don't know, but it makes the podcast <laughs> makes it, makes it uh, really, everybody just smelled that right there. Everybody just felt just don't eat egg comment. salad sandwiches. This is true. This is, this is a great point too. That's another podcast of what not to eat at the church office. And so think about that cleanliness though, because again, that there, there's folks that they do, they'll see any speck of dust. But for the most part, people just don't want to smell that onion and stuff walking in. So part of that functionality is just keep your office clean. You know, maybe when you get in on, you know, make it a habit before you leave each day. Clean up. If you know that you threw something away that's going to smell, go ahead and take the trash out. Now, a lot of churches I've been in, we've had somebody who cleans the church. But a lot of times I would just get that bag of trash out and take it to the dumpster. So a lot of just practicality there. But yeah, it's sometimes it it's just the little things miss those little things of taking out the trash straighten it up before you leave that just make a big difference in how your office works now one of the things that's not a little thing is our sponsor for this episode we are so thankful for them they're not a little thing but we are thankful for central baptist college in conway arkansas a great faithful sponsor of chair two leaders we want you to check them out uh, as you prepare for ministry, they've got great programs where you can finish your degree program if you've had some college, or you can get the whole degree in ministry or many other fields. So if you need to finish your education, finish up what you're doing, or you know someone heading off to college, Central Baptist College is a place they consider. Go check them out at cbc.edu today. Let them know we sent you their way. We'll be glad to do that, and they'll be glad to hear from you and that we sent you their way. So check them out, CBC. Edu. Well, Danny, thanks for joining us today as we uh, talked offices and ministry, and now I probably need to go straighten up a little bit. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's like every podcast I go, I should do this now that we have talked about it. So, <laughs> so now absolutely. it's time to go and clean the office. <laughs> absolutely, you bet. Well, thanks for listening again this week. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.